0: Talk Description to Me with Christine Malick and J.J. Hunt.
1: Hi, I'm Christine
0: Malick. And I'm J.J. Hunt. This is Talk Description to Me where the visuals of current events and the world around us get hashed out in description-rich conversations.
1: Political satire is one of the things that I'm actually really grateful for, even if I don't consume it. uh, I think that we are fortunate to live in in places where we're allowed to have political satire. And so sometimes that takes the form of uh, easily consumable things for blind and low vision people, like personalities who, who do comedy and such. But there's a whole other realm that has been largely inaccessible, which is the the printed sort of, um, Political cartoons and such, and so we thought we'd talk a little bit uh, about that. And JJ, are they still in newspapers, like on actual
0: paper? How do yeah. how do people con- <laughs> consume them these days? They are, yeah. No, the political cartoons are still found; they're mainstays in newspapers. Uh, they're often now referred to as editorial cartoons um, because they, the, you know, the they reach not only political topics but um, anything that they would be talking about in an editorial context. And they are particularly good because. For today, they're still viable in part because they're great for sharing.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, You can share them easily in digital form, um, not just in paper. So, you know, a a newspaper might print it in the hard copy, but they'll also have them available on their website. And, you know, political cartoons, they've been around since like the latter part of the 18th century in Mm -hmm. England. Right. They've been around for a long time, in part because they are great for communicating Um, with a broad audience that has uh, literacy issues. And I, you know, I I don't just mean illiterate people, although that has, you know, there have been times when uh, having to communicate with an illiterate population has been important, but it's also they're good for when you don't have a population that shares a common language or if you have a population that has... um, that doesn't have a necessarily an academic understanding of a larger issue. It's not that their understanding is unsophisticated; it's just not academic. Huh. So, mm-hmm. if you've got an audience that is more inclined to see an image that um, that represents an issue or a cause that you already believe in, that. That illustration is going to evoke an emotional response in a way that a piece of writing might not. That piece of writing is good for eliciting an intellectual response from a certain, you know, part of the population. But if you want a really emotional response from a broader part of the population, then you want, then you want a, a cartoon, an image. That's really It's really good for that.
1: What kinds of things um, are you seeing recently that have caught your attention?
0: So I scanned uh, the web for examples throughout the year, right? Uh, so I went on Twitter and, uh, and looked up specific, you know, illustrators, uh, specific cartoonists uh, who've been posting their own material, uh, and as well as went to some uh, publications where I know that they're doing good stuff. And I did my best to kind of scan to the right and to the left of the political spectrum because I wanted to get a good range. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, so, uh, you know, I'm going to describe some of these uh, images that I found, some of these cartoons. That I found. Um, keep in mind, these are not necessarily ones that I thought were the funniest or the best. But I tried to pick images and, and cartoons that expressed a range of ideas, um, and that each one hopefully has something of interest in it. Um, I should note that at the extreme ends of the political spectrum, the the political cartoons get more unsophisticated and dull, and. Uh, too basic for i think you know for the not they're not worthy of conversation and frankly um at the risk of uh you know showing my bias here uh, the images from the very far right were absolutely intolerable Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. racist and ignorant and in such a way that i thought you know peddling those theories and ideas I, I'm just not even interested in promoting them at all. So yeah, yeah, there you go. I also looked internationally um, to try and find some and I found some international uh, political cartoons that, that that we'll talk about. Um, but it's tricky, because in order to really appreciate these political cartoons, you have to have a, a fairly keen understanding and awareness of the social and political context. And frankly, I didn't have that in some cases. So there were some, a, a lot of great uh, um, material from North Africa and the Middle East. There's uh, political cartoons and editorial cartoons are alive and well there. But I just didn't appreciate the, the nuances of the, of the characters, of the, of the situations to really get that. So, but the one thing you will find all around the world, everyone's got a Donald Trump cartoon. because his (laughs) politics are so extreme and the importance the you know the the current u.s political trends are so important to global politics everyone is watching everyone is commenting so some of these political cartoons i'll talk about aren't they're about uh, u.s politics but they're not necessarily from the u.s so i want to
1: interject an idea here just to sort of keep thinking about under the surface, which is that there's an idea, I think it was Malcolm Gladwell who did a podcast about um, political satire. And he cited a few examples of people who did political satire, and he didn't want to call it that because it was humor that appealed to everyone to both sides of an issue. And I took a bit of issue, I took a little issue with him here, because I think that's a genius level when you can amuse and engage people from both ends of the spectrum and make them laugh using the same thing. And so I don't know if that's going to be relevant in what you've got to describe, but I just, that's something I think about often when it comes to this stuff. And so I, you know, we can set that aside and maybe we'll come back to it, but uh, that's an interesting thing to keep in mind.
0: There are some of these uh, that might have a broader appeal or people from all sides of the, political spectrum I guess would be able to appreciate them and some that will not be the case Mm -hmm. for some they will infuriate one side or the other so yeah so right off the bat uh let's go with an American political one so here's a black and white sketch I I shouldn't say sketch it's a a really intricate drawing the range of style uh it, it, it really does vary this is a black and white ink drawing and it has um Joe Biden as a snail a huge snail and the shell is, uh, you know, it's got stars and stripes on it and the Biden 2020 sticker. Um, And he's looking over a fence inside a, like a corral area. And there's a bull, a big barrel chested bull with a floppy hair. And it's Donald Trump. (laughs) Donald Trump is a bull and he's, and holding on uh, trying to stay on this bucking bull of Donald Trump is uncle Sam with the goatee and the hat oh. and uh, and he's desperately trying to you know stay on top of this bucking bull that is Donald Trump and Biden the snail behind says how's that ride working out for you <gasps> yeah I don't even and, know what to do with that. Actually, that <laughs> yeah. might
1: be one of those ones that does sort of have a broader. Appeal. Yeah, it might just
0: might just and this. So here's here's one from the UK. Uh, lots about uh, Boris Johnson and Brexit in the UK and uh, the way Boris Johnson tends to be depicted in uh, cartoons. They uh, his floppy blonde hair um, and there's a, there's this wonderful style of. Um, Brits in power—the way they are represented in in satire and cartoons and puppets and whatever—there's a floppy, jowly, pointy nose, uh, the the big open mouths with with uh, large lips. It's a really oh. interesting thing that that, that gets. Uh, This is this is a a whole area of discussion in and of itself, how uh, Brits in power are depicted in satire. And so, you know, Boris Johnson has very much that he's got a pointy nose, uh, full lips, but a big open mouth and hair covering his eyes. And he's got a, a miner's helmet on and he's in a mining. He's in a mine he's got a shovel, uh, you know, and there are, you know, people with picks, pickaxes behind him and he's holding a a cage, a bird cage. And the bottom of the cage is just packed with little dead yellow birds packed. And he's he's screaming over his shoulder. Get more canaries. (laughs) Yeah. And then things get really very serious with Donald this like again you can express some very emotional things and very political things in in political cartoons so there was a lot of editorial cartoon work done around George Floyd and different people with different takes on it but there was something about the the pose of the police officer kneeling on George Floyd's neck that was that just really lent itself that image was so well understood so here's here's a comic um in the background there's a building that's on fire and the, in in the fire are the words racial unrest that's that's often a, a, what's done you can label things in political cartoons that you wouldn't do in other in other ways in other places. Oh. so the the building is labeled racial unrest. It's on oh. fire and there's a fire truck in the foreground at our left and uh, Donald Trump in a firefighter's uniform but with a very long red tie is, <laughs> kneeling half behind the fire truck in exactly the same position (gasps) that the police officer was behind the car uh in the george floyd video and there's a fire hose that's pointing that's leading toward the burning building but donald trump is kneeling on that fire hose so that the water can't get through
1: (gasps) oh my gosh no other
0: no other uh no 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 other words expressing that um here's one another this one's a, po- a political one from canada right now we've got uh, uh, some serious issues in nova scotia with the micmac lobster dispute um and this has led to serious violence against the uh, Mi'kmaq fishers and community members um these uh, conflicts it's it's raging out of control right now and uh and one cartoonist michael uh, adder i gonna gonna have several comics from him because his uh, his political stuff is very good he does he works in the canada he works in the states um and so he's got a side by side. It's a two-panel. And the first uh, panel um, it says uh, police presence in the lobster dispute, and it's a it's an image of a Tim Hortons uh, donut shop with uh, three cop cars pulled pulled oh. up to it. That's the police presence in the lobster dispute. Mm-hmm. And then the second panel it's increased police presence in the lobster dispute, and it's the same Tim Hortons, but now there are twice as many police cars, and there are as many RCMP cars as well.
1: Oh my goodness. that's his
0: response. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So here's one that's, um, this one's from the States, and it's uh, uh, an image uh, looking down on a scene, it's the corner of a house or a brick building, and so you can see down into a basement window, and then there's a lawn on the outside. And so at that basement window, kind of looking up and out, is a is a gray haired man wearing a mask. It's a dust mask. Um, and he's got a, a, a sticker that says vote on his uh, on his lapel. And there's a man on the lawn outside of the house. And this is a man wearing a blue suit. And he's looking down into the basement window. And he's saying to this figure on the inside, sure, Trump's rallies are huge. But you are ahead in the polls, just like Hillary was. So essentially, this is Joe Biden in the building, hiding in the basement with his mask on oh. while someone explains to him. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Don't worry. Trump's rallies oh. are huge, but you're you're ahead in the polls, just oh. like Hillary was. Oh, yeah, because okay. Biden's hiding his right. mask and all this. Right. Yeah. Um, Michael to add or another one from him uh, here he's comparing racism in America to racism in Canada and so racism in America is represented by a black man in a suit and glasses um, holding a briefcase standing on a sidewalk next to a puddle and there's a taxi driving right by him just driving past him not picking him up that's racism in America. Racism in Canada, the exact same man standing in the exact same sidewalk, um, holding his briefcase puddle beside him. And now the taxi whips right past him. But the driver leans out the window and says, sorry. <laughs> yeah, in both. Yeah, that's that's his take on that one. Um, here's one from uh, an American political uh, an editorial cartoonist uh, with. He's talking about the Minneapolis effect. That's He tweeted this out with the Minneapolis effect murders spike. And so this is a, a hot air balloon rising up into the sky and you're kind of looking at it from below. And um, the balloon itself looks like a giant skull, like a really gnarly white skull that's kind of, you know, the big eye sockets and the teeth mm. and it's labeled homicides Okay. And the basket underneath is labeled cities. And falling from the basket labeled cities are sandbags, but they're each labeled. And so one is labeled police. oh, uh, well, they're all labeled police. So the, the, the basket is cutting off these sandbags labeled police so that the hot air balloon labeled homicides can rise. And one of the people <gasps> cutting off the balloon, they're cutting off the sandbags... Um, says, let's cut a few more, shall we? Ooh, yeah, mm-hmm. interesting, mm-hmm. eh? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, another Michael de Adder. This one I found really interesting because this one is very expressly uh, paid for by the Lincoln Project, and so they hired the Canadian Michael de Adder to do uh, this image, which is. Donald Trump with his blonde hair flopping in the wind with that posture that we talked about. So he's pitched forward at the waist, blue suit, long red tie. And there's a, a, a flag uh, wrapped, flag draped coffin being wheeled away by an honor guard. Mm-hmm. And uh, Donald Trump says, what a sucker. <gasps> yeah. Ouch. Yeah. yeah ouch, indeed. Um, here's one uh, where there are two figures. Uh, both squat figures, a man in red and a woman in blue. And the man in red has a MAGA hat on and he's holding a sign that says no masks. And he, across his t-shirt is, uh, are the words, my body, my choice. And he's staring at a woman who is looking at him, and she's, uh, uh, she's got a blue T-shirt on, and her blue sign reads Pro-Choice, and her shirt also says, My Body, My Choice. And these two figures are glaring at each other. This was, this was one I found kind of interesting. This was by a cartoonist named uh, M. Uh, uh, Worker, W-U-E-R-K-E-R, Worker. Okay, and this is a bit of a complicated image. It looks almost like a cartoon from a kid's book. There's a there's a real uh, childlike quality to it. It's very colorful, very bright. So in the background, um, you have a city, a, bur- a city that's on fire, burning plumes of black smoke coming from the the yellow flames. And there's a group of protesters with an American flag, and they are about to charge into uh, um, police. Who are in formation with shields and sirens and police cars. So that's in the background, as well as a hospital in the background surrounded by ambulances with flashing lights. And there's a sign that says COVID pointing to the hospital. And behind that are mountains, uh, a mountain range that's also on fire. So all that's going on in the background. And in the foreground, there's a cartoon pink elephant dressed like a clown and a cartoon blue donkey also dressed like a clown. And they're running in circles, chasing each other. So this, this like clown elephant and the clown um, donkey are chasing Mm -hmm. each other. And they both, each of them has a bucket of paint and the donkey is painting a swastika onto the back of the pink elephant. And the elephant is painting a hammer and sickle onto the back of the donkey, and they're going around and around and around and around in this circle, while all of this other activity is happening behind them. Whoa! Yeah, it's a lot, a lot going on in there. Um, wow, I'm
1: starting to get how layered these are, and how informed you have to be to understand them, and absolutely. the level of visual iconography being used. So. Does I think a pink elephant symbolizes something or am I wrong there?
0: Well the pink elephant does but the elephant in and of itself does. So you've got the elephant and the and the um and the donkey representing the two political parties in the states. Yeah. But the pink elephant also is its own thing. Like there's a drunkenness to seeing that's you see pink elephants when you're drunk, right? Oh okay. So, I,
1: it had some meaning I couldn't remember what Okay. Yeah. And That's of course, the they're dressed meaning. like clowns. There's so much. Right. There's so
0: much. That's, These are dense. So here's another on. one on a different kind of, you know, part of the spectrum. This is, again, D'Adder. Um, and this one is a, a beautifully rendered, lots of cross-hatching, a muted colors in this uh, image. It reminds me of the drawings in the Maurice Sendak uh, kids' books. They're just a lovely, lovely piece of art. Um, and it's a representation of uh, The Last Supper. Um, and it's Donald Trump in the middle and surrounded by various uh, members of the um, of his party and his his groups of people. So he's got members of his family. His kids are in there. Uh, Fauci is in there as well. Dr. Fauci's in there. And Donald Trump is pouring. He's filling a goblet with a bottle of bleach. <laughs> And all of and, you know, his son, Eric, is holding his hands in prayer, and they're all gathered around. And there's no text to this at all. And Dr. Fauci's in the background, uh, covering his, uh, his face with his hands, as all of these Republicans and Donald Trump insiders are, you know, turned toward the middle where Donald Trump is calmly filling a goblet with bleach.
1: And so when you Say that it's a rendering of the Last Supper. How do you conclude that?
0: Ah, so well the 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 basic format the the all of the different uh, um, characters are in position that uh, from Da that Vinci's painting from Is that? the painting. Okay. Yes, from it's not exactly Da Vinci's painting, but there are a number of these images that are essentially from the same uh, from that scene that is reenacted or reenacted and 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 drawn and painted over and over and over again that represent that picture has been represented so many times in so many different ways oh, okay and then some of the iconography in terms of the The goblet and the table with the tablecloth and there's a there's an arch behind Donald Trump in the background. So everyone else has darkness behind them. They're in the in the dark shadows of the room or behind them, except Donald Trump. He's got an arch with white light behind him. So there's a very there's a the artist is able to convey the scene. Um, based on uh, the iconography, based on the layout, based on the, um, you know, the the scene is one that, uh, that we've seen so many times before.
1: I feel like I'm going to be tossing and turning in bed tonight, still thinking about that image and trying to figure out exactly... What it's conveyed,
0: yeah, all the different, all the different people, and again, the the nuance in this, like the way his children are looking at him, uh, the way some of the other political leaders are looking at him, um, yeah, you again, if some of it's if, obvious, but. Some of oh, them, not so much. Yes, yeah, though there's nuance. There is there is nuance. And then here's one where there is no nuance. Um, this is one that was on the edge of, I thought, am I going to describe this? Or So this is kind of on the, on the far edge of this. So this is Biden's brain trust. This is what it's called, Bri- Biden's brain trust. And it's a cartoon of Joe Biden, um, a balding, uh, white-haired guy with a very high forehead and his uh, nose and mouth are covered with a mask. And then you get to see the picture inside of his brain. So there's a it's like a cutaway and you get to see inside of his brain. Mm-hmm. And inside of his brain uh, are three figures, uh, Ilhan Omar, the congresswoman, uh, Bernie Sanders, and uh, AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And um, they are each holding a sign. So Omar's holding a sign that says remake America. Bernie's holding a sign that says socialism and AOC has got a sign that says the green new deal. And this is an idea that is put forward a lot in political cartoons that behind Joe Biden are these other characters. So Joe Biden, who is depicted as he is a, you know, older, an older white guy behind him are other people. And Omar, who is always in these images, she's a a brown woman in a uh, who wears a headscarf. Bernie Sanders, as he's depicted here, is often depicted, you know, jowly, uh, you know, white haired guy with a great big nose. And Mm -hmm. AOC is strangely. So she's a dark skinned woman. Uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is she's Latina, but she's drawn in these pictures in these cartoons she's always got big buck teeth and pointed eyebrows and her dark hair is pulled back in a in a in a ponytail in such a way that is to my eye clearly referential of the kinds of political drawings that were done of squaws which oh. is an offensive term native women yeah and uh, 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 native canadian native american indigenous women um But it's so offensive. These buck teeth and the little ponytail. So it's a
1: caricature. It's a caricature of that.
0: uh, Exactly. And so who's behind Joe Biden, who looks like this, you know, this Mm -hmm. grandpa like white guy? Mm -hmm. These radicals. This is something that is expressed all the time. And that's the this is the this is the one I felt comfortable talking about. There are versions of that that are.
1: Far More worse, extreme. far okay. worse. Yeah.
0: yeah. And, and hey, there are lots and lots and lots of images where Donald Trump looks, I mean, God awful there. Right. He is being made fun of in a way that is uh, absolutely, uh, yeah, you know cruel right. for sure right. uh, his image is uh, the look of this man the, the one where he's kneeling on the on the fire yeah. hose yeah he, he's jowly and his eye the, the you know the shape around his eyes that's pink pink circles around his eyes but his face is orange and his mm-hmm. mouth is hanging open in a way that is entirely unflattering mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. the 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 way race is depicted in some of the uh, in some of these uh, i find really uncomfortable
1: yeah Yeah. Caricature is a big part of, of cartooning,
0: is it not? It is for sure. And that, you know, it's a fine line, right? Like caricature is a really fine line. Like here's one again that this one would be, I think it's by uh, the same artist who did that last one. And so he's caricaturing, he's got a caricature of Donald Trump in this where Donald Trump has the, you know, the, the the funny pouty lips and -hmm. he's got the long red tie and his hair looks kind of funny. But in this one, he's a huge character. And he is shining a flashlight and the flashlight is labeled declassified documents. And he's shining that light on a cauldron, a green cauldron that's that's labeled Russia hoax. And there are cockroaches with the faces of of Trump's political enemies, Um, Obama, Biden hillary comey and they are represented as cockroaches stirring the pot hillary is stirring the pot of the russia hoax while donald trump who is caricatured is shining the declassified documents light on hillary the cockroach
1: we love making this podcast if you love hearing it perhaps you'll consider supporting its creation and development by becoming a patron We've set up a Patreon page to help cover the costs of putting this show together. You can contribute as a listener, or as a sponsor, to help ensure that accessible and entertaining journalism continues to reach our community. Visit patreon.com slash description to me. That's patreo dot com slash to me. Have feedback or suggestions of what you'd like to hear about? Here's how to get in touch with us. Our email address is description to me at gmail com. Our Facebook page is called Talk Description to Me. Our website is TalkDescriptionToMe.com and you can follow us on Twitter
0: at Talk Description.